0: on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County.
2: The Truman Show
0: is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now your host, Truman Jones.
3: the parking lot to the gym that helps us a lot
2: they don't have that going
3: not yet not yet and the season's nearly over so they probably won't won't start it again this year but uh, that was a, a good thing for anybody that's handicapped to ride in the golf cart from the parking lot to the gym so
2: and, I've got uh, your daughter is messing with me this morning <laughs> and she's saying, First of all, she's saying we only hear music, yeah. and now she's saying, well, she missed the first few minutes. We hadn't been on but a minute.
3: I know. What's wrong with her this I morning? I know. She I takes don't know. after a moment.
2: Listen to the podcast when it's over. And she's handling my money. I'm getting scared.
3: Well. <laughs> oh. Let's see what I want to say this morning. I want to thank all of our local listeners. We got a long phone call from Mindy Fowler. She was vacationing in Colorado or Wyoming, one or the other out there. And she called us after she got back, I think, and... uh, told us that it was a good show and she enjoyed it and she's like a member of our family she used to run around with my sister and they both worked at state farm and Mm -hmm. we got to know her really really good and i appreciate her calling us and we've invited her and her husband out she loves fried okra so when the weather gets right and the pandemic gets over maybe they can come out and visit
2: what pandemic
3: What, pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh.
2: I'm, I'm not happy with any yeah. of that. But so. I do want to know about the girls' basketball team this year.
4: Well, uh, had a doubleheader this past weekend. Yeah. Friday night, we played like a grammar school team. Hadn't played in 20 days, but we looked like we were tired, and I'm trying to think, why would we be tired if we hadn't played in 20 days? But even after the game was over, Rick apologized. And he said the next day we had another game, a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said they came in to watch film. And he said we're not going to watch film. Said it's so bad. I don't want to watch it again. But Saturday night we played really good. Played the same team both nights. Yeah. Lost by how much? Maybe four
3: points. 74-70.
4: Won before, and, but we lost by seventeen the night before. Oh yeah. And uh, but uh, they they were uh, they were pretty good. Old Dominion was pretty good, and they were wearing. Shirts. I'm sure you won't remember this, but David Young and I were talking about it before the, that that week at the restaurant. Best player that Old Dominion ever had was a girl named Ann Donovan.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, and
4: she played in the pros, coach approach And yeah. she she died about a year ago. So they had Donovan on the back of their shirts. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were pretty good. And uh, but we they were we,
2: one of the best teams in the country oh, they, at one and back time.
4: in the day. You played to beat Louisiana Tech mm-hmm. and Old Dominion. Yeah. You know, and their Connecticut was not there. Tennessee was, but uh, that before Pat Summit. Uh, but anyway, they they were good, and uh, well coached, and it just shows you the difference the night makes. Now nobody could do anything on Friday night. Yeah. But Saturday night, we had five players double figures. They shared the ball. And if you'll look at how many assists you has, how that'll tell you how good you played. And we had a lot of. And uh, had, when you got five girls in double figures, you're doing pretty good. And you know that's, you know, 80 points probably right yeah. there. So they're they're doing good now. We got to make up a game, two make up games this week with Marshall. Marshall. Oh. Thursday
3: night and Friday night, I think. Thursday night and Friday night at 6 o'clock. And we really need to win both of those games. There's three teams in our Conference USA that are doing really good now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rice, UTEP, and us. So we really, really need to win these two games against Marshall.
2: You can tell the difference in how all of these sports athletes play now because one thing that's really hurting is
4: the fan attendance is almost not there at all. And Rick mentioned that's the first time that his girls had played before the fans mm-hmm. all year. Yeah. And he, he mentioned how much it helped to have the fans there Saturday night. Yeah. And with a fair Friday night, but a lot more there Saturday night. And, uh, you know, it, it's just like practicing if you don't have any fans there. And, uh, I don't think anybody could ever get up for practice, yeah. but you can get up for a game because uh, the fans will be there, and that's what you like to see. I don't when I was over there, we'd come out of the dressing room, the first place we'd look was see if Dr. Quill Cope was in his seat, and he, <laughs> he usually was. And Almost every game, lot. yeah. That meant a lot to us players who was out there, busted our butt, to try to get a win, to look up there to see the president, and you know, and now the presidents you see them all the time. But back then, it was big deal to us. You, you, you can look
2: at sports, all kinds of sports, and you can tell what kind of effect all of these rules and regulations, as far as being out with other people, how it's affecting our country. And um, I, physicians are saying now that. Uh, being quarantined and away from others and even in the school kids and all the things going on with, with that it's really hurting us more than it's helping us yeah and, and when you start losing that those type of freedoms and and the social uh type of things that mean so much to you i i was watching um uh Something a news uh, yesterday, and they said that Alabama is playing on for their uh, football season coming up, that they're going to have full uh, attendance in, yeah. in their stadium. And I wish every one of them would start doing that. Uh, you, you See how long this, this pandemic has been going on? Do you, how long do you think this pandemic would still be going on if they had let us have the herd mentality rather than everybody just jammed up? Uh, at home together. It
4: Goes back to the old Hitler days and the old days when yeah. we didn't want the Indians to to get above anything. So we first thing we did we didn't let them go to school. Yeah. We didn't let them congregate. It, it, that's exactly what's happening to, to the, this day. But uh, I, I, I'll be glad when it's over. And in education, I used to say. If you keep doing the same thing and expect different results, then yeah. you're a fool. Yeah. well that's exactly what we're doing. We keep wearing masks, we keep soaking and it don't seem to be happy. Yeah. So you know let's let's get back to to being uh, Americans and and do yeah. what we we we'll do what we like to do and what we need to do. Go to church, you know, go yeah. to ball games. Does' it bother you to see, I quit watching
2: the news some time ago. But it bothers me that the people that have the leadership over this country are the ones that are telling us what to do. And I sit there and listen to them, and I said, something has got to be wrong with this particular situation. Well, then they don't do
4: it. Yeah. You know, they were against the wall. Now they're all living behind the wall. You know, Mm -hmm. it don't make sense, never has. And, uh, I mean, I don't know that we'll live long enough to see it get back like it used to be. Uh, I doubt it. Well, I, d- I don't like it. But l- let's go back to
2: the basketball here. Uh, Rick does such a great job of coaching there. And they're not going to be playing at the level that they should be as long as these restrictions are there. And and you, you think about it, and um, if they were able to practice at their usual uh, regimen and then... Um, have the audience, the fans there, to support them. Things would get back to normal. It, it it wouldn't be so. The negative effects are so terrible right now. I would not want to be a college coach at this t- this time. No,
4: I wouldn't either. And you know, it it just seems like that we're the only people that can see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think I remember when. Ann Marie Lanning, and I keep talking about her all day. Oh, great, she's yeah. When her and Jackie Pickle and Brandy Brown Alicia Clark were there, I mean, you, you had a hard time getting in and getting a seat if you didn't have season tickets. Mm-hmm. And I loved, and you sat across the gym from me, and we loved to watch them play. Oh, yeah. And, but, see, they practiced, they played,
3: Alicia they went Clark. to class. Don't forget to mention Alicia Clark and Chelsea Lyman.
5: Yep. Yeah.
3: I mean, that that
5: was a great team. Yeah.
4: They were really fun to watch. And uh, they didn't, I mean, they went out there, and, and all of Rick's teams have always gone out there. And if you got it and you got the shot, you better take it or you'll be sitting over there with Rick. And that's the way it ought to be. And there, there's no, uh, you know, Alicia Clark led the nation in scoring for a while. But it wasn't a one-man team. Yeah, I mean back then, and now we got a leading score in the nation. But like I said, Saturday night, you know they they played together. They had all the assists. I think she got about 20, but she's averaging about 30. But anyway, she she shared the ball all of them shared, and they won. And it it makes a difference.
2: How many games are they going to be are going to be cut out of their schedule
4: this year? How many games well, will they I don't lose? Oh, we we've watched we've seen. Uh, two girls game and one men's game out of I don't know six seven hundred dollars worth of tickets but it's it's uh, uh, I don't think I don't think any of will be cut out except maybe one or two this this games this week is a makeup game because it'll mean something yeah in, in, the, in the tournament uh, and, uh,
3: and by the way that tournament the conference USA tournament in Frisco Texas is March the 10th through the 13th. Yeah, for those and that don't know,
2: Rice. You see, uh, uh, the SEC tournament starts tomorrow. Girls' basketball that's starts in, tomorrow.
4: That's is, is that in, in Nashville or where is it, or Chattanooga? I believe.
2: Girls. Yeah, it's not
4: here. Uh-huh. It, yeah, I think it is in Chattanooga. But this game, this weekend meeting's a little something. Rice has probably got the best team in the uh, conference USA because they got the six foot eight girl, and she really wow. does what she's supposed to She was talked about being the player of the year for the whole women's basketball the first year, and she's, she's that good. And then, uh, like she said, uh, University of Texas El Paso is good, mm-hmm. and we're good, so it'll be one, two, three. But we need to get out of the bracket with rice is what we need to do. But if you do that, then Western Kentucky's not as good as they have been being. and.
3: Uh, but you've got to remember, when you come to the tournament, All bets are off. Yeah. You know.
2: Everything changes at tournament times.
3: Who's who's up at the time. Yeah. Who's got the energy. Because, you know, it's a lot of games and everything. And a lot of brackets, a lot of nerves and everything on the girls. So anybody can win in a tournament.
2: Well, what do you think about your old team, Kentucky? They're not my old team.
4: Uh, <laughs> Let's get that You're a Kentucky boy it's, it's probably Jeff Stewart's old team But it's not Larry Stewart's old team I I used to watch them When Patino was there Joby Hall and Rupp When they played basketball And, and not streetball uh, But now the way they play I don't even watch them
3: When they played for four years
4: They're in there for one year They're uncoachable And uh, they just do what they want to it's everybody gets it, shoots it, uh, and they don't try to get a. They don't, David Young and I were talking this morning. How long has it been since you saw a pattern run in basketball by yeah. guys? Twenty years. Uh, they just get it and go down there and shoot it, and then wrestle for it. I don't like it. It's I don't, not
2: the same game anymore. I don't is.
4: think there. There's Michigan is probably the best team in the country. It looks like it. They play together. Their coach is an old old timer, and then the Gonzaga. Those two are the best. And then I don't think there is another good team. It seems like
2: maybe just a lot of it's probably what you're talking about. I see more freshmen uh, on the court than any other time that I've watched ba- because a
5: basketball. Because
4: anymore. Go one year. Now, how many times have you ever seen a tournament that didn't have Kentucky, North Carolina, or Duke in it? Yeah. Well, they're playing pretty good right now. They're going to keep somebody from going. But... Uh, They're not in none of those three are any good. Well, just yeah, uh, go back to Kansas. Kansas
2: Kansas was unbeatable from time and and Tennessee beat uh,
4: Kansas pretty easily. I thought Tennessee was going to be one of the better teams, at least in the SEC, but they've hit a snag, something wrong just the last two or three games. And uh, but I really like Rick Barnes.
2: Yeah, I do too. But I'm I'm not too sure they're listening to him. Well like they I used think to. that's
4: the problem nationwide.
2: They don't care. It, is it it seems like the athletes do not have the same mentality that they used to as far as playing in sports. It it, it seems like they try to make decisions. For the team that the coach should be making, and it's 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 making the game. So it's not just uh, basketball; it's football, and yeah. and uh, not as much baseball. Uh, baseball still seems to be America's sport. Well,
4: I think baseball has the right rules. Yeah. In baseball, you either go to the pros right out of high school, or if you go to college, got to stay three years. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good rule. Yeah. And uh, of course. Uh, a lot of them think they're ready and they're not, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't I think it's really changed and I saw a girls' game and uh, last night A team was getting beat. there were girls standing on the foul line to shoot and her and another girl were just laughing and carrying on and I, I saw thought, that yeah. see they have they don't care. it seems that they don't care whether they win or lose just as long as you see me do my do my thing. And I don't like that. Well, when you were
2: playing, the coach was the dictator. He dictated everything that was going on in the game. And if you messed up, then you were on the bench like you said earlier. Uh, the That's good right. coaches always manage the
4: team the way it should be. And you know something? Everybody played every game. Yeah. I never missed a game in college or high school. Never mm-hmm. missed a game. Now, I missed some practices because I didn't like practice. But I never missed a game and never came out of a game, even after I got my teeth knocked out down in Chattanooga. Coach Stokes picked them up, put them in his pocket, and gave me a, a, a cotton swab to chew on, mm-hmm. and I played the rest of the game. And uh, then Dr. Ezel fixed me up. I ate Twinkies till I got my teeth. And we went to Eastern, played again. It's just that's the way it was. I have fond memories of him. Wasn't he a great guy? Oh, he was. He was. <laughs> I told him after they they got knocked out. What wasn't knocked out was broke up and stuff and in 1966, nineteen, I guess, is sixty six. Dr. Ezel had doctored me when I was in college, so mm-hmm. I went to him and I said, I want some false teeth. <laughs> he said, okay. I said three things I want now, Doc. He said, what's that? I said, I want them to look right. I want them to fit, and I want to finance them. He said, when you want to start? I said, right now. So he started pulling. When he got through, dentures, pulling, and everything, and finance charges, $232. Wow. Now, you can't. I had one pulled. Dr. Ben Jameson sent me down to Smyrna to get one pulled, I don't know, five or six years ago. And it cost. he said, now, we'll pull it for $300. But if we put you to sleep, it'll be $600. I said, I can handle it. Don't put me to sleep. When he got through, I said, listen, if I ever come back, which I don't think I will, you pull that thing out of the seat and you put me to sleep, I don't care what I say. It yeah. is worth $600. Can you imagine what Dr. Ezell would be
2: worth right now having the Predators and Nashville? Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> have, and Middle Tennessee has their own set of doctors. The boy I had in school, Andy Flips, is, is the dentist mm-hmm. for the... the Kylie. and you know, these players of course they wear mouthpieces now, we didn't, but uh, you know, they need, a, they need a dentist and they yeah. need a foot doctor and they need a you know,
3: a knee doctor, they yeah. need you know, yeah. they need all of these. Well, doctors. they
4: had Tommy
2: Johns at mm-hmm. one time, that's right. Tommy Johns did more for the university during that period than anybody, no ever doubt did. about it. I mean, he would, he Tommy would, we'd, we'd sit there and talk a lot of times about. Some of the players and what was going on with them, and and if it hadn't been for Tommy, a lot of them would probably have lost their careers pretty yep. early during that the, time. I remember the doctor
3: one. that worked on my ankle did such a good job, Dr. Justin West. Yeah, he was in the MTSU magazine that we got a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. as one of the orthopedic surgeons for MTSU.
2: Yeah, I mean this. Well, Murfreesboro, Rutherford County—they've got everything that anybody needs. I mean, it's—it's it's just uh, we're blessed to live in this community and how how much it's grown. I, I'm not a big fan of growth in a in a community well, that I live you know, it, in, but it
3: has its good points and yeah. bad points. Because back in the early '80s, uh, I had a problem with the toenail. And I had to go to Green Hills to Dr. Marino because we didn't have a podiatrist here. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to Vanderbilt to see Dr. Graber for my thyroid because we didn't have an endocrinologist here. Mm -hmm. And now look what we've got. We don't have to leave town to find a good doctor anymore in any field that you're looking at, you know. Uh, I had my stent put in here and I don't know about open heart surgery. How advanced we are at that here? I know a lot of people go to Nashville for that.
2: I think everybody goes to Nashville for that. But I don't think we do far that as here. As stents
3: and everything. Yeah. The doctor that waited on me in the emergency room.
2: Yeah. Wonderful. I was a re- I was kind of upset just recently when you know Vanderbilt was trying to move here, and. Uh, they just completely blocked, it, blocked them out where they couldn't. And I don't understand that to this day well. with all the, the, the special people that they have uh, working for them at Vanderbilt. Um, I, that would be good. As we grow, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, they could grow with us right well, here. And I, I, I still uh, don't understand I don't why understand they stopped
3: them. I don't they either. Uh- Uh, We're a division of Baptists now, so maybe that had something to do with. Well,
4: I hear that it wasn't blocked; it was just stalled. That Vanderbilt will have a hospital here within the next five, ten years. You think we'll be around? That's what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) uh, because we need Vanderbilt to keep us alive. And see, they're not here. But that's that's what the government's wanting. Is all of us old people to die out because we're just costing Wait a everything. minute now.
2: We don't live in New York City. I know Cuomo is not over us here. <laughs> I <laughs> mean,
4: well, if you, you're because not contributing anything.
3: You know, if you look at, a, what, 100 years ago, the, the age for people to live was between 40 and 50. Yeah. And we're living to what, 80s and 90s? Well, some, back you know, then... People, We're taking better care of ourselves. We're exercising more. Uh,
2: exercise
4: is probably the main factor. Mm-hmm. Back then, people worked themselves to death. That's right. I don't think us three have got anything to worry about with that in that line of dying. <laughs> but uh, it was, I don't know. My I don't daddy, know
2: now. Uh, Bobby is probably in that category. Bobby works hard. She's having t- to take care of you for all these years. To the best I can't even imagine. Of, to
4: the best of her knowledge, she works hard. Uh huh.
3: Well, I mean, it's work ethic that started when I was four and five. I, My mom and dad pressed us into working. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and it it sticks with me. I don't like to sit around and do nothing. Even when I'm watching TV, uh, I may be reading a book during commercials or something. I just can't be still.
2: Well, that's a good thing because anytime when uh Larry's sitting in his big chair <laughs> and he needs something, he he'll he'll snap his fingers and there you go to well, the kitchen or whatever. Not
3: always, well, but sometimes
4: I call her on her cell phone. And the chair that I sit in now mm-hmm. belonged to Buddy Brown. Oh, I
0: bought it at an old
4: and uh, every time I sit down, which is quite often, yeah. I think about Buddy Brown.
2: Yeah, I think about Buddy a lot. It, isn't it funny how some people just, uh, they catch your attention so much because they're they're so special? Well,
4: because mm-hmm. he did so much yeah. for everybody's last guest. And he, he, Buddy Brown's last cast is Bud Mitchell, is Kitzel. Uh, and
2: Glenn Mitchell, Glenn,
4: his daddy. Yeah. Of course, Bud is Glenn. Well, A lot of people don't know well, that. is daddy, uh, he's the man I went to to get my first job. And not that he had any pull, but he did. But he could tell me how to get to where I really needed to go. And uh, so I, I thank God for being Brown.
2: You know, people lose uh, special individuals, and it makes a difference from where they come from. You're from uh, you and Bobby are from Kentucky. Of course, Bobby's from everywhere across the United States. But uh, when you left Kentucky and you ended up here, after going through Mississippi and all this other stuff, but can you imagine where you came from being? Equal to what Rutherford County is, and all of the, the interesting was, things that's gone it on. It was here. a lot
4: alike, but so different. Yeah. I mean, we lived out in the country. Everybody had an acre or two. Everybody in Kentucky had a tobacco base. Mm-hmm. If you didn't raise it, you lost it. So we always raised two tenths of an acre of tobacco, and it seemed like 200 acres to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody had a cow or two for me, of course. You didn't buy milk back then. Yeah. And he uh, had a hog or two. It, from, it tasted like wild onions, the milk. Well, it did, back did then. if the cow's gotten a wild onion patch. Yeah. But what you did is you, you put a little honey in there with it and you drank it or you did without. Mm-hmm. That was our chocolate.
3: Everybody choice. had a garden.
4: Oh, yeah. When my daddy died, he, he had one leg for the last 20 years or nearly. He made it two gardens and a truck patch. And he could sit on his old snapper lawnmower and, and hoe and plant and pick and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he died, I went home every weekend to Kentucky to take care of the garden. I'd pick sweet corn, tomatoes, and stuff, and I'd put it out in the carport, put a big sign up, stop and get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, boy, next year there'll be a lot of hungry people in falls from Kentucky because my he daddy was, won't have a truck He was famous patch.
3: for raising boo-coodles of purple-hole peas and he would shell them.
5: What kind of peas?
3: Purple, purple. hull
5: peas. Oh, uh, yeah, our daughter-in-law, I got you, I know.
4: Before she was our daughter-in-law, she got a lesson in shelling purple hull peas from her future mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, I don't know, I guess a bushel, and we had a van, and we were coming back from Kentucky, they started shelling peas when when we left, and we stopped at every rest area and put pour the hulls out, and when we pulled in our driveway, Belinda shelled the last purple hull pees. Everybody out had right.
3: purple fingers.
4: <laughs> but she didn't much like it, but she learned how to shell purple hull do, do Did you give names to some
2: of the things that you raised in the garden? Just like uh, we had uh, peas that were named after my grandmother. It was oh, yeah. always Mama Jones peas, and we kept those things through all those decades after she passed away.
4: And my daddy, when he would plow his corn, he'd throw some what he called whippoorwill peas. Down in there, and they come up and run up that corn, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he had some seed. He called them rattlesnake peas, and I don't know why. I didn't ask, uh, but uh, they were pretty good. Crowder peas, you know, but... Uh, if he knew that he could give it to somebody, he'd plant it.
2: Isn't that something?
4: Cucumbers, everything.
2: And and, and that's what drew everybody together back then. You yeah. were, what Whatever you did, you shared with
4: other people. If you cooked cabbage, you always had a neighbor that would want some. Yeah. And it's still the same today. I noticed that. <laughs> Good
2: cabbage, too.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, I'm I, on that, I, I haven't eaten any of Big Willie's well, cabbage. It's it's similar, it's cooked by the same uh, word of mouth recipes that he uses, that I use, but I almost messed up when I was cooking yours because I, I had to call my granddaughter, told her what I'd put in. I said, Seemed like I'm missing something. And she said, Papa. You didn't put a stick of butter in there? I said, that's what I'm missing, honey. Like, and so her head swelled a little bit because she learned from Big Winnie. He came over and taught her how to do it. So now she's telling me how to do it. You, you can't
2: get away from your raisins, No, can't you can't.
4: You <laughs> can't. Now, now,
2: is your uh, home place, uh, is it still within the
4: family? No. No. Uh, when well, my
3: mom, part of it is. Jeff's got his...
4: Well, he don't Hunting own he don't. Okay. when When Daddy died, Mama went to the rest of mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, our mm-hmm. little girl that died, I called her my sister. Her daughter and her husband lived there a while. Mm-hmm. And then they bought them a house. Anyway, when, when Mama died, we sold it to a couple, the house and five acres. They had mm-hmm. 35. My little brother bought one to 30 acres. And the house didn't have a septic tank, so if you had five acres, you didn't need one. So they bought that. but, And then the house burned. Mm. And uh, so they're five acres, and then Jeff decided he'd sell his. And so the guy next door to us owns it now. But my brother Jeff still has hunting rights on it. Hunting rights? Hunting. A deer hunt. He's got a deer stand up there. And then the guy he sold it to lets him come up there and hunt. And that's all that's important to Jeff. Yeah, he used to have a garden up there when he owned it, but him and his his handicapped son, and uh, but uh, they they still go down there and hunt.
5: Yeah,
2: is MTSU still right there at the top as far as what you have great memories from? Because I know that you still you've been a part of MTSU ever since you came here since 1962. Yeah, is is it has it m- remained constant your support for the university, or does anything does anything ever ch- ever change the way that you love MTSU?
4: Well, yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, but it's still pretty much the same to me. I still have friends that I went to school with that are still friends. Mm-hmm. Don and Hannah Weatherspoon. Yeah. And, uh, Teddy Bars. Uh, Butch Vaughn. Uh, I we went out and eat with the boy that I played ball with in Mississippi and here uh, well the night she broke her ankle and he, he's Ashley furniture guy and we ate, went over to Cougar Springs and met with him it's just so great to see him and of course we talk about stuff that I can remember and he can't remember it hmm. and so and he's not he's a year younger than me but uh, he uh, I, it's still pretty much the same now it's so much bigger now yeah uh, I remember when that baseball field was just a pasture, and John Stanford and Jackie Rivers and that bunch made it into a baseball field, but uh, it's it's pretty much the same. Or I try to keep it the same. I could I still sit in Murphy Center and think about the old alumni gym that I played in. Oh yeah, and it was that's uh, where they had the uh, county tournament. Oh, and, mm-hmm. at county and district. Yeah, and uh, we got where we had to move the county. Because we couldn't afford it. We had to do so much stuff, you know, hire their people to part and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we wound up having a county tournament at Smyrna for the last couple, of three years. Mr. J.J. MacWilliams Williams let us use Smyrna as long as we abided by his rules, and, and you better. He was tough. Yeah. he you, you knew who was in charge. I directed the tournament, and uh, he got on me just like he would a kid one night because I was letting people stand in the door. Because... When I he'd say get out of the door, they knew who was talking. When I'd say it, they'd say who are you? And so I Mr. Mack go home and I just I said, I'm gonna go fool with it. Well he came back. Mm-hmm. But I kept him out of the door for the rest of that tournament because Mr. Mack let me know real quick that he was unhappy with me.
2: Now part of the love uh, that everybody gave to Jimmy Montgomery was because all the county schools hated Murfreesboro Central, didn't he? You you needed somebody to beat Murfreesboro Central. They would sit. Remember the stage area over at Alumni Gym, that was uh, reserved solely for Murfreesboro Central. Fans.
4: No, it was not.
2: Yes, it was. Y'all took <laughs>
4: over. Now, anybody could sit on the stage. It was not. You walk in, they didn't say, oh, you can't sit here, this is Central. Y'all, Central took it over because they were bigger than everybody. Yeah. But uh, we could all sit on the stage. But Monk was the showpiece. Yes, he was. Of, of Rutherford County, our Tennessee. Him and J. Cole. Yeah. Jay Cole was up in East Tennessee. Monk was here. They had a They had a boy in Memphis that was good. But Monk was a, a showpiece. I don't care where Monk went, uh, he 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 brought the crowd. She went down when I was in college, and they played first Central, and sold so many tickets they had to go to Vanderbilt. Ice was about six inches thick on the road. She went with uh, Buddy Harold and Buddy Becky. Buddy Harold, because,
3: and Becky, and Barbara.
4: Monk's ex-girlfriend was Becky. said so anyway, and it was packed. And ice and stuff, I mean, like it was last week, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, Even though it, the roads were terrible between here and Nashville, the crowd, we went. We they
4: didn't went. go to see Dickie Thomas, tell Charlie Jordan to set me a screen right here, I'm going to shoot it. They didn't go see that. They went to see Monk. Everybody in that gym went to see the Monk. He was unreal. He, he really was. was. He was. He had talent that you, you couldn't even describe it. I've played against some great ones. When I was in junior college, we played all the freshman teams. They were looking for something. And the first game I ever played in, I had to guard Donnie Kessinger, who was All-American at Ole Miss in basketball and baseball. Yeah. And uh, I played against Cotton Nash. Uh, but Mont was the best I ever saw standing and shooting the basketball. He was the best.
2: You know, he would do things like, like Larry Bird would do. He would come dribbling down the court, and I remember when he was playing at Kittrell, and before he got to the center line, he was looking at everybody. grinning. He turned that ball loose, and it hit nothing but the bottom of the net. Yeah. You're talking about confidence. He had more confidence had, than anybody.
4: Well, when I was at Rockville doing my student teaching with the great Clifton Tucker, yeah. he told me that the best game he ever set through was when the— Kittrell and Rockwell played in Cookville in a tournament in 62, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. And Monk would come down, and he'd tell the crowd, I'm going to get two, hold two fingers up, and he would. Goose Davenport for Rockwell would go down and say, I'm going to get two. And Monk got 50, Goose got 38, and Tucker said, I never called a timeout. I just watched. He yeah. said it was so great that I couldn't even I, I, I couldn't even talk. I just watched.
2: I can't, I, I can't even imagine that type of talent. Uh, he had it. And, and, and it, it's just, it, he, Monk was, it, I know he used to sit in, in uh, the gyms and shoot an awful lot. He, he, he uh, I know at last Cassis,
4: y'all let him have the, we made the him key, a key to the keep, gym. Keep him from breaking one window out, and when he got big enough to play, they moved to Kittrell. But, uh, but now, now a Kittrell, uh they outfoxed you guys. They did. It they, wasn't no, me. Uh, the the principal gave his mama a job in the cafeteria. Yeah. And then I'd like to know who the principal of Las Casas was that didn't give her a job. Uh, but uh, Monk was. You know, she may have been the highest paid of all the people I that worked in probably, there because probably, he, they could have got in a bidding war for him. Well, Can she, you yeah. imagine? That's they, sort of like King Kelly Coleman up in Kentucky. They did that, but she probably made more than the principal when she went to Kitzel. But
3: I tell you who I compare him to.
5: Yeah,
4: Larry
3: Bird. Yeah, talking about a showman. Yeah. Now,
5: well, you know, I love they had to the watch
3: thre- him play.
2: They had the three-point thing where you go all the way around, and all the great shooters would compete against each other and I never will forget he walked by them uh, before he got up there and he says boys I wonder who's
4: going to be second today
0: <laughs> oh yeah and he would uh, win every time I mean it, monk it was
4: that way it, yeah. and the crowd they idolized monk yeah TL Hopkins told me when he played at last Casas, and monk played at Kittrell, they went to Kittrell and TL liked to shoot out of the corner and mm-hmm. so did monk well, the fans that got out on the floor were on T.L.'s end, and they just kind of cornered off the corner. There was no corner. The fans mm-hmm. were out across it. But Monk's corners was open. So T.L. being the thinker that he was, said, well, when the halftime we'll change the ends and mine will be open. Well, yeah. when they changed the ends, so did the crowd. Mm-hmm. And T.L. still didn't have a corner to shoot out of. Those just, were the good old days. Yes, right? they Basketball were. it was fun. It,
2: it, it was. It was. Pure and it was simple, and uh, it was uh, one of those things that we were not caught up with all these other things that like TV and computers and stuff like that. That was our way to go of entertainment, you might say. And I can tell you, if Monk was playing today, I'd never watch a TV game, I'd be sitting there watching him.
4: And back in when everybody had the high school in Rutherford County. You'd see the same people when Las Casas would go to Rockvale. Mm-hmm. Frank Caffey would be there from Las Casas. They had Florida. And, all. and then you had Bud Burns and Doc Burns and, and uh, Mr. Morgan and all of them at Rockvale. And when they'd come to Las Casas, it'd be the same way. They went to every game because, yeah. like you said, it was entertainment. Yeah.
3: And, you know, I wonder, after we're dead and gone, what our children, not necessarily our children— but our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, are they going to have any good old days?
2: You know, that worries me. It, it really does. It does me,
3: too. It does me, too. Uh, the,
2: the way this world is, is turning right now, it, it's like it, it's it's a different planet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing like when we I grew don't think up. And, and the have, friendships that we have. They're
3: going to have good memories. They yeah. may have bad memories of the days but I don't think they're going to be able to sit around like we do and remember the good old days because I think the good old days are are going out.
2: Yeah, I remember my great-grandmother, uh, Mama McFarlane. Uh, she would talk about the days of the Civil War in those particular times, but she could paint a picture like we, we consider the 1950s, the golden years of this country uh it, it seemed like everything just fell in place and we, we couldn't wait for a new day to start back in in those mm-hmm. days and uh i it, it just it, i don't see that And we, and we try to tell our kids and grandkids how special those particular times were because Uh, We didn't have our nose stuck in front of a computer or a television all the time. We were out doing things, not only with our family, but all of our friends. And uh, it it was a a much simpler life.
3: It was. Yeah. It was. And, you know, technology is good, but we cannot let it rule our lives. We just cannot. And I don't know what we can do about it. I
4: just don't know. Yeah. last time we was on, the little girl called in, it was that played ball at Las Casas Grammar School. Yeah. Well her daddy and some of them. When we integrated in 1966, mm-hmm. uh, those kids came from Holloway place mm-hmm. and and uh, where they should have been going for years and years and years, but if they came to Las Casas, I was still teaching and principal too, so they were in my PE class. Yeah. And I put up a volleyball net, and we played volleyball. Man, we had some real games. Yeah. And uh, when you would go up, uh, I had a janitor lived up in there. When I'd go up to his house, sometimes you couldn't get up there because those Mac Knight boys had hay strings stretched across the road and was playing volleyball. <laughs> it, it was just, and you know, they don't do, kids don't do that anymore. But uh, that's how the Mack Knight boys learned how to play.
3: Well, and somebody would, would find a law against it. You know, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to start some kind of anti-thing.
5: Yeah, and, and the
2: uh, leadership in this country know, is really terrible I know, right I now. Yeah. And I'm, I, that's what's got me more worried than anything as far as uh, my grandkids are concerned. What direction are they going to take us? And, uh-huh. and from what I'm seeing right now, uh, it, it, I've got, I have a great concern for our country, but... Um, maybe, you know, they, they say the pendulum swings too far to the left or too far to the right from time to time. Maybe we'll find a, a medium there that's uh, going to be a, a plus as far as the direction that our country is going to go.
4: Well, you know, it's a good thing I live where I do and not some politician. When your grandson killed that deer, mm-hmm. and uh, I, so they would probably said something, but I thought, way to go. Way to go, buddy. I've always heard you take a boy hunting, you don't have to go hunting for the boy. And uh, thats I think that's what we did. Mm-hmm. I know my Jay would sit on the front porch and say, Dad, tell me. Tell me about the old days. And I'd tell him some stuff, and his eyes would be just dancing. Because, that's perfect. Yeah, it was. It just couldn't have gotten any better.
2: You know, the relationship between uh, your mother and father is one of the uh, best learning experience that you'll ever have in your life. Oh, yeah. And if you'll just listen to them, of course, I had grandparents, I even had great grandparents in my life that uh, uh, would paint me those uh, perfect pictures of what was happening ber- during those days. And it was entirely different than what you would read in books and things yeah, like that.
4: It is. Uh,
3: Y'all cut me off at the beginning, but I wanted to thank all our listeners that are local. Sarah Turner listens all the time. That's right. And Mindy. uh, But we've got some in Texas that turn us in. Tune us in, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephanie Doss and our family down there. And Texas is still having. Problems coming out of the ice storm and everything, Mm -hmm. so our thoughts and prayers are with them. And I wanted to also say to all my friends and prayer warriors out there, we have a family member that really, really needs healing prayers right now, unnamed. So appreciate your prayers for that.
2: Do you have Kentucky listeners? Oh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But they all, her side of the family, cause mine are all <laughs> Well,
3: brown. I'm one of six, and if you add in all the aunts and uncles and cousins and second cousins and third cousins and grandkids, I mean, you've got a crowd in Kentucky.
2: Yeah. Well, I've well, got... well, how come all the smart ones left there and came to oh, they right here? Oh,
3: they didn't. No, 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 The smartest well, None
2: of Larry's people are still up there. Oh Well, that's
4: called <laughs> well, they didn't leave. Larry, they died. Mary,
3: uh-huh. you know his family was smaller mm-hmm. than ours.
4: But I do have some kin folks in Centerville, Tennessee. I was talking to Teb Batey about it, Friday. Mm-hmm. and uh, one of my, well, their mama was my cousin, but they're more like my cousins. Uh, her husband died, be buried tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, visitation tomorrow, and uh, the the Andersons, and I'm sure Teb remembers them when he did his. Practice preaching or whatever he did down in Centerville. But yeah, uh,
3: he's at McDonald Funeral Home in Centerville, Tennessee, mm. and uh, he was so well known. They're going to have two days of visitations. Yeah, one on
4: Wednesday, and, and then, then the, other the next, next
3: one is going to be right before the funeral.
4: Well, I know the people that listen. I us wish don't we were realize that, but they were pretty close to me.
3: I wish we were healthy enough to go, but we just we just don't travel anymore like that.
2: You're healthy enough to put on a great show, I can tell you that. We're (laughs) going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bobby and Larry Stewart.
0: From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard... Discount Mattress is on the move, and great news
1: for you. To reduce moving costs, all remaining inventory is being liquidated. Stop in today at 1614 Northwest Broad Street near the Georgetown Kroger to take advantage of the huge price reductions on their already discounted prices. Discount Mattress has been serving Murfreesboro's mattress needs since 2001, is locally owned and operated, and excited to offer these reduced prices prior to their move. Don't wait. Stop by today. Discount Mattress at the corner of Northwest Broad and Northfield
3: could do you right, Quick Cash could do you right You could win some cash in an instant You could win it later that night Fun now, fun later Add Quick Cash to a drawing
1: game Like Lotto America, Cash for Life, and even Tennessee Cash Add Quick Cash to any of them, and you can win cash in a flash Days a day to play Quick Cash from the Tennessee Lottery It's game-changing fun, ooh Now please play responsibly we welcome you now to Skateboard Vert. On the deck, it's the extreme one. Tristan Jaden dropping in, and whoa, no way! Did he just frontside-backside side that? He did, Brooks. He hit the front of that extreme cash instant game, flipped it, scratched the back, and this crowd is loving it. <laughs> We've seen extreme tricks before, Ryder, but I don't know how you top this. I really don't. Take your fun to the extreme with extreme cash games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey gentlemen, start your new year off right, prioritizing your health with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. They are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so that you'll know all of the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain, and a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Book your annual wellness exam today at lowtcenter.com. Low Center, reinventing men's healthcare.
4: Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to any
1: need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online
4: at BudstireProsTN.com.
1: In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money, and you're not spending down your principal. That's the way we do it at Retirement Income Solutions. So if you're spending down your principal, or your money's not making money, keeping you ahead of inflation, check us out today at R RIC- I. Solutions.net. RISolutions.net And make sure to join us Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1 for Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Good
3: neighborhood weather. Listen live to WGNS
1: Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct
3: links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com
1: We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the mid 50s. Winds out of the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight's light chance for rain showers alone are 31. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuichitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again, and we'll be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open.
0: From NHCS Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM one hundred point five and one hundred and one point nine AM fourteen fifty, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We heard Bobby saying some
2: things, but I I couldn't hear. Uh, I couldn't make out what she was saying. Could you? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, We're, you want to talk about a very important subject.
4: I do. Larry. Uh, we, you and I talk about how much we appreciate the veterans. Yes. How much we appreciate this country. Yes. Uh, this flag. And, and we we know a lot of veterans Frank mm-hmm. Hayes, uh, Mr. Bill Allen, you know, a certain world, uh, uh, Pete Lahue, uh and some we eat breakfast with, uh, J.D. Kennedy, and all that stuff.
5: Yeah. And
4: uh, I'm always looking for stuff. That talks about that. And I, and I, I, you won't believe this, Truman, but I really love poems. And uh, I I think you're
2: kind of an artsy type person. I thought you'd say that.
4: Uh, And uh, Johnny Cash, you know, you think, all you think is a singer. Well, he wrote some great stuff.
2: Yes, he did. And
4: after he got out of the Air Force, he was somewhere either in Arkansas or West Tennessee. He came through this little town and he would, Talked to a guy about the flag, mm-hmm. and I thought I'd share that because this is, you said Vietnam Veterans uh, Week is coming up.
2: Yeah, we whatever. got a special one coming up this month.
4: And we know a lot of them, Earl Campbell, and yeah. just a lot of those veterans. So
2: unfortunately, we lost a lot of them from we here too. We lost a
4: lot in Vietnam. Yeah, now, I can mm-hmm. remember at Las Casas High School, we'd have graduation on Friday night. And some, but sometime the next week, they'd be on a bus mm-hmm. destined for Vietnam. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, imagine an 18-year-old going over there and fighting for the country. And they did it and because it was their duty. But Johnny Cash says, uh, talk about the ragged old flag.
2: Oh, I love it.
4: I, I walked through a country courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, nah, it'll do for our little town. I said, that old flagpole is leaning a little bit, and that's ragged old flag hanging on it. He said, have a seat. So I said down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, well, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. Yeah. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder-burned the night Francis got key set and watched it as he wrote, Oh, say, you see? Uh, it got a rip in New Orleans with Packham and Jackson tugging at its seams, and it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag. But she waved on through. She got out, cut with a sword in Chancellorville and got cut again to Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee and Beauregard and Bragg. The south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went wherever sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships on briny foam and now they've about quit waving her back here at home. In her own good land where she's been abused, she's been burned, dishonored, Denied and refused as the government for which she stands has been scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been through fire before and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning and we take her down slow every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Because I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Now Johnny Cash knew what was going to happen in the late '60s or '70s when he wrote this about being dishonored and stuff, and it it hurts me to see it.
2: I don't know how you made it through reading that because uh, I I, I would have choked up well, doing it.
4: Well, my bladder's not as close to my eyes as Bobby's is, so yeah. I mean she would have cried.
2: Oh, I guarantee you, it still brings it but tears that, to my eyes and. and uh, it's this country, I, I, I sometimes you don't know what gets into the hearts of people who want to dishonor something that so many people fought for and yeah. died for.
4: It makes me sick.
2: Yeah, it does it me, and, and you know, I, I, it's my understanding that the Tennessee legislature is looking at not as not sending money to the schools who will not stand up for our flag. I was so. I, I, you know, I've been a big girls' basketball fan. You tell you, and it made me sick at my stomach when they did not stand for the flag.
4: Well, it's there's, it's senseless. And, uh,
2: and the athletes are the worst ones. They're the ones that have have got everything going coming up for them. They they and and then when they sit down. How much have they given to this country? What have they given to this country? Nope. And then you 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 see a, a lot of people that have become fans of, of those particular teams. And then when they can't stand, even when you've got a, a stadium full of veterans and things like that that are supporting them, uh, it 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 really gives me so much disdain. For those particular people who can't understand what this country means to them because of other people, uh, what have they paid? What what type of blood have they shed for this uh, country?
4: And when you see a young man sitting in a wheelchair with no legs, yeah. that, that lost his legs fighting for your freedom, the least you can do is to honor the flag in the country.
5: Yeah. And if you don't
4: like it, then get the hell out way I see it, but, you know, it's sort of like an old dog laying on a cuckleberry. He'll moan and groan instead of getting up and moving, and and they want to instead of doing something about it, they won't sit around and gripe about it, Yeah. and uh, I'm like you, and what you're talking about is Senator Haggerty has introduced a bill that says that if you go to a state-supported school, you will stand for the National Anthem, mm-hmm. and I agree with him 100%, because that's, they're getting the money, uh, especially in these big schools, when, man, they they live like kings and queens.
2: I mean, what else can you what else can you do for them? I mean, we grew up respecting those things and honoring them, and now all of a sudden, in the last uh, 10, 15 years, people uh, uh, what what do they respect? I I just don't understand it at all.
4: I wonder if they respect their parents like we did. Probably not. Oh, uh, but. You know, it's just, there's no place in sports for you to promote your agenda. There's just no place for it. And uh, uh, the the big schools, uh, when I was at MTSU after every ball game, we got $2 in in our locker to eat on. Mm -hmm. And the boys that lived in the dorm would go down to uh, Topps on Broad Street and eat them a hamburger. I'd take mine home. The next day I'd go to Willow and Montgomery's store on Bridge Avenue and buy a loaf of bread and a pack of bologna, and we eat the rest of the week on that. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had two games, I could have been the richest guy on January Street. But now uh, Rick tells me if they come back and the cafeteria is not open and for them to eat, uh, they get like $50 a day. And uh, you can eat pretty good on $50 a day when you're a teenager. Yeah. But uh, I, And, you know, we were loyal Uh, Very seldom did you see anybody transferring out of MTSU. They transferred in like I did. Uh, But uh, we were loyal and still are. And I don't think there's any loyalty now. Come one year, I'm just here for you to see me, Pro Scouts to see me. And uh, I'd rather watch a team that don't win a game that act right and play hard than somebody that plays and don't act right.
2: It seems like the media is, is I mean, they talk about Democrats and Republicans, and they're, they're, they're completely apart. I mean, they, they, they uh, are so different. Uh, the Democratic Party has gotten so liberal, it, 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 I, I can't even uh, understand why anyone would want to have a D next to their name. But it, it's happening. But, but a lot of it is the support of the media, and why they would so- want to see our country erode like they're pushing us to? And a lot of this—I mean—you'll see the camera right on the the teams that will will not stand for for the national anthem. And uh, where in the heck do they think they got their power and their strength from? Yeah. It it just doesn't make any difference. And and people cannot can continue to have this Manchurian candidate. Type of a, a brain uh, w- when they're going so far to the left that it's absolutely destroying our country.
4: And last Friday night, we had the privilege of sitting with one of the greatest guys that MTSU has ever known. Did more for the university than anybody, Coach Jimmy Earl. Yeah. And we were talking about this, and Jimmy Earl said, "I can't stand it when they don't respect the flag and the university. If we start that here, I won't be back." Now, wow. how bad would it be to lose a fan like Jimmy Earl? It would be awful. But the players over there now probably don't know who Jimmy Earl is and don't care.
2: No. Every, everything is right now. Yeah. And it seems like this is the generation for right now. We yeah. want everything right now.
4: But uh, they, if they lose Jimmy Earl as a fan, they will lose something that most people don't realize how, how much he did for that university. Yeah, Not only as coach and athletic director, but just being a good human being.
5: Yeah,
2: I think most of the people feel like we do. The, the big cities like New York, L.A., and, and those, uh, those type of cities, they seem like that uh, I, I don't know where their education is coming from. Now, I do know that uh, I don't have very much respect for a lot of the universities in our country. Because that's where a lot of the problem is coming to, also. And but I, I uh, Kent Seiler, uh he he teaches political science over here at the university, and I think uh, Kent does a really good job of bringing some common sense back into the education process. But he he, he gets uh, the the students get to uh, kind of. Uh, get into a, an argument between themselves as far as some of the subjects that they're learning and, and what they're uh, reading in the textbooks and things like that. And I remember having one of the uh, – actually, three of the kids on, on my show over when we were at Sylvan Park, and one of them uh, was just dead certain that the liberal way is the only way oh, to yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, I said, are you sure? That He said, yes. And I said, you remember this day? Because in 30 years from today, I want you to think about it and see if you still have that particular belief. And I'll guarantee you they won't. As you get older and and you learn responsibilities, you, you seem to go away from that more because you see what the real reality is.
4: Well, when you're young... You think you know it all? Oh, yeah. And the older you get, the smarter your daddy gets. Oh, yes. Uh, I remember Remember uh, those days. You're talking about a professor letting the kids interact. The best professor ever at that was Dr. Bob Womack. I
5: remember uh, him.
4: He would take a side, Mm -hmm. whether he believed it or not, just to get you started. And, boy, we had some real discussions in his class. Yeah. And most of the time. I just sat there and listened because I didn't want to make a fool out of myself because I didn't know much. But uh, he he could get you going, boy. And especially some of these big city kids that thought they knew it all, it wouldn't be long till Dr. Bob Womack had them wanting to crawl out of their chair. Yeah. And Because you just did you know, like my daddy said, don't argue with somebody smarter than you or somebody you boss are a fool. And Dr. <laughs> Womack was one of those. He certainly he wasn't mean, no fool. No, he was not.
2: Let's, let, since you got into that, uh, Dr. Howard was a, a English in uh, the late uh, 1950s and uh, early on up through through the years. But he was a hero in World War II. And he, he would go on those suicide bombing missions back uh, at, at near the end of the war with Germany and uh, um, he was one of those people who was extremely bright and, and I remember he he was uh, when he was teaching English he wanted everything to be perfect and he gave everybody an opportunity to succeed except for me I, I, I I think I maybe made a C minus or something. That in, was in, probably
4: generous. Yeah, that
2: would that would have been generous. But have him on. It, it was amazing. He caught me in here a couple of weeks ago, and he he was saying, "Truman," he said, "I'm so sorry. I didn't do very well on the radio." <laughs> I said, "Doctor Howard, everybody stood and applauded when you when you were, were through with your show. I mean, it was just absolutely perfect. It was the way that." We used to be able to explain things to the younger people back in the, the 50s and in the early 60s, and we have lost a lot of that. It, it seems like the universities were so positive for what was going on in our country, and now it's just going the opposite direction. How can you forget all of these people that have built this country from the, the 1700s all the way up, uh, through uh, everything that had been going on and been in turmoil and stuff like that, they stood tall during those particular they times.
4: They did, and uh, I was lucky. Uh, I went to a junior college, and things were a lot simpler in Mississippi mm-hmm. than they were at MTSU. So I got my English off down there. Yeah. But I remember when, when we first started doing this show, I ran into Dickie Thomas, and he said, do you know that when you're on a Truman Show... Three English teachers commit suicide every time. I said, Well, <laughs> I can understand why, Dickie, because I know better, I just don't do better. Yeah. Well never
2: been his strong point. Well he doesn't have to worry about it.
4: <laughs> I've got if people corrected me, I'll say that.
2: Yeah, well, you've got one main one that's over there. That's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. I'm not
4: looking at her because yeah. I'm afraid to, but that's what I'm talking about.
2: I always enjoy you guys. Thank you. You're Thank a you. lot of fun. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Larry. All right, tomorrow we're going to have maybe the best SRO that ever was in this country. I'm going to have Bill Kennedy on I heard tomorrow.
4: It last time he was here, and I have real fond memories of when Bill was at Oakland High School.
2: Yeah, you remember the, the, when things changed yep. in our education yes, system when the SROs walked through the door.
4: And our Bill Kennedy mm-hmm. took care of the administration at Oakland High School. Uh, they'd go on a big fishing trip oh, out on float the Arkansas River or the Red River, White River, whatever.
5: Yeah.
4: Kennedy was always there, and when they would come to Tunica, he would, he would make sure that they didn't get any trouble. You might want to. He probably won't want to reflect on that. I don't know. He may. Well, somebody don't want me talking about it, don't we? Don't, okay.
2: Trying to sign off. Well, maybe I better sign off, Bobby. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning with Bill Kennedy.
0: From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard.